Welcome to Being Experiential Podcasting. I am Bethany Evans, and here with me is my co-host, Erin Pruitt. And we're so excited for today's episode, which is about tools, tips, and tricks for connecting with your higher self. So what we want you to know as our listeners, this is Erin, by the way, hi, um, <laughs> is when Bethany and I created the podcast, we really wanted to look at what's our vision, our mission, and our core values. So as you hear today's tips that both uh, Bethany and I have gathered to like, how do you connect to your highest self? Know that it is our mission as a podcast that we are committed to offering inspiring, insightful content that awakens your mind, body, and spirit as a transformative experience. So today, that's what we're going to do is try to give you tips that connect you to your own inner knowing, your highest self. Um, and the how is, though, is like our core values, which is we're going to do it with integrity, speaking the truth, coming back to what's right, whatever that right is for you, authenticity finding your voice in all this and playfulness. Look, you can't fuck this up. You, if you're trying, you can't because you're just trying to um, be as self-express and connected as possible. So we just want you to know those are our guiding principles as we share with you. How yeah. do you? If you're not having ideas? fun, right. Yeah. And if you're not having fun, what's the point? <laughs> totally. I always tell people like I take, I put the silly and sacred, like yeah. you could be, that's why I probably growing up in a Catholic church, I was like, this is like, they're oh, so serious. Oh, yes. Can and we I'd like, be, loose, can we take the sticks out of everyone's butts, please? <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember one time. So I had sister Margaret, which was my principal oh, Lordy. and I was in charge with Oscar Castellanos him and I brought up, we were in charge of saying some like prayer in front of everyone. And if anyone's been to church, lots of times you're in front of everyone. So mm -hmm. the whole school of, you know, first to eighth grade are sitting in there, parents. And Oscar and I started getting the giggles. And <laughs> Sister Margaret looked at us like, I am going to fuck you two up if you don't stop. Right? The more she looked pissed. And she was not like a, she was an intimidating looking woman. Mm -hmm. And we started laughing more. Like, like almost <laughs> like. And, and he looked at me like, stop it. And the more we, I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. So, and I remember thinking later, like, why is that so bad to have the giggles? Right. Like, we're, we're happy. We're goofy. We're trying to be good kids. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She laid into us afterwards. Like, do you not care about God? Right. Like, and we were like, Jesus. Uh, uh, <laughs> no pun intended. We, sorry, Sister Margaret. We totally care about God. Oscar wanted to be like, Aaron doesn't oh. care. She made me laugh. He wanted to like, right? Yeah. I know. I used to, I observed uh, one of my students in a, a preschool that was at a church and um, I observed them while they were in like their, their little church, you know, because they had to do that uh -huh. as a part of their school. And I just felt so bad for the kids, these kids who are like toddlers, they're like two and three, and they're expected to sit still and not mm. talk and not interact, you know, and I just felt so bad. They would like be all mad at them and like, shh, be quiet. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, they're not like, they don't care what you're talking about and they're not going to remember it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> totally. I, oh gosh. Okay. Anyways, so we just went off on a tangent. Silly. <laughs> I know, but it was so important. It was. Um, we're gonna, so we're putting this silly and sacred. Mm -hmm. So one of the things Bethany and I want to do is we're going to give you some tricks and tips on how do you connect with your higher self. And then we're also going to give you some, uh, each we're going to give you a tool to really like, just to try on and mm -hmm. see, like, if you hear something you're like, Oh, let me try that. Or oh, that doesn't fit for me. 
And then you hear maybe Bethany shares something. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Just listen and try it. And if it yeah. brings you feeling more self-expressed, more connected to yourself, more peace, more excitement, whatever it is that feels good, then you're going the right direction. If you mm-hmm. do something that we suggest and it doesn't feel good, dump it like a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Don't even do it. Yes. All right. So let's kick this sucker off. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, now, now you got me got the sexy voice. That's the other podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sex talk. Stay tuned later for <laughs> putting so the, the sexy in sacred. I, I know we should, right? Ooh, we yeah. will be bringing more sexy talk. If Bethany's in charge, we're going to be talking sexual stuff because she's Please. the queen of it. All right. The queen of sexy. The queen okay, of sexy. So the, first, the first tip God. I say is the biggest one for me is to slow down and to connect to your breath. So it's, I call mindful breathing and we're going to practice it for a moment because when you want to connect with, and it really can feel like, okay, I want to connect. I want to slow down or I want to hear myself. We have to quiet Mm-hmm. And we have to almost like silence the outside world so we can hear our inside world. Yes. So yeah, right. That's how I. I that's mean, so that's difficult. How I got into sometimes. this. Yeah, was through meditation. How did you get into this? Uh, like, what mine was, the was first... through tarot. That's okay. When you did the yeah. classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, no, I just started watching someone on YouTube. Oh, okay. that's how I got into it. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I started getting into meditation and, and that stuff too, but that wasn't ever a big focus of mine. Like I didn't take meditation classes or breathing classes. Um, cause I noticed that I have a difficulty sitting still. So I would like, I find meditation in ways that I move, mm. um, and that kind of thing. So traditional meditation and stuff like that isn't, wasn't something I, I like to do. Well, not like to, but just isn't my thing, you know? like being in church you're feeling yeah. squirrely and now you're exactly i'm one of those kids who's being yelled at for moving around <laughs> so that yeah, this is where um you can and just so you know and i think it's what you said bethany is awesome so i'm gonna just walk you through a breathing mindful breathing but if you are squirrely it's okay to walk mm-hmm. it's okay to move you can just be washing dishes you're in your car yeah this isn't meant to like okay, I need to find a silent place mm-hmm. where it's only my breath I hear and mm-hmm. I am going to be a Zen Buddhist monk channeling like nothing else. It's not- <laughs> I think that's what keeps some people from actually getting yeah. into meditation because they think it's just that only one way, right? And so yeah. that's what I also love that you said is like, ta- it's going to be individual, right? Whoever, yes. Whatever you respond to, whatever your body responds to. So some people can sit for hours and meditate and that's how they do it. And then mm-hmm. others, like I love to dance and that's a meditation practice. Oh too, yeah. Like, intentional about it. It's all about your intention, right? So yeah. Yeah. It supersedes everything. All mm-hmm. right. So let's practice mindful breathing, whatever okay. you're doing. So first you want to, um, you're going to inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth. So just, and all you're trying to do is just focus on your breath, like just intentionally connect with it, see it, feel it, be with breathing. So inhaling. And then exhaling. And then on a couple of the next few breaths, just slow it down in an easeful way. And exhaling. And 
and then inhale. And if you can, pause for a moment at the top of that inhale and then exhale. And what they say is five mindful breaths a day actually helps our nervous system, mm -hmm. our endocrine system. Like really all the chemicals that we release of stress like cortisol, um, of, um, I'm brain farting on the other word. Um, so um, stress hormone. Uh, no, no not serotonin. I'm just thinking adrenaline. <laughs> adrenaline. Too much adrenaline. Too, uh, like these are things that um, pace, pace, fast, fast. Move, right. move. Like almost cortisol is actually a life or death uh, chemical that we release to mm. survive, yeah. to get out of the way. Like a car's coming at you. Cortisol shoots through adrenaline and cortisol right. go to get you the hell out of the way. The problem is in today's society, we don't know the difference of something that's going to kill us and stress. Right. We, my boss says, Hey, I need to see you in my office. I'm pretty confident my boss is not going to kill me if I go right. in the office. But when stress happens, it's something's wrong here. My body will respond like, <gasps> mm -hmm. and release cortisol and adrenaline because it thinks it's, it's, it's like physiological a life or death re something. Right. It's life yeah. or death when really it's just stress of like, Oh, what's going to happen. So mm -hmm. our imagination and our body actually, um, uh, don't always line they're up. Disconnected. Yeah, I was gonna say they're totally. not like aligned. So if you want to do this breath, that's actually a way to slow down. Like, so if I like, hey John, you know, come in the office. I need to see you. And you're like, oh shit. Just go. Hold <laughs> on. Let me just do a few mindful breaths because you turn off your yeah. frontal lobe, which is your critical thinker. And so you just mm. inhale slowly. Exhale five slow breaths. And yeah. that will calm you down. And that's an entry point oftentimes to your higher self. Yes. And you don't even have to set 20 minutes aside to do that. Right. No, you know, it's like moments. you do it in the moment. Yeah. Which totally. Is, and if you like helpful. it, keep doing it. Yeah. If you don't dump it. There's a lot of people who actually hold their breath where we're kind of like in a constant state of like tension, yeah. you know? Yeah, and that, yeah. I do it. I actually Me am too. a horrible breath holder and which is people are like, wait, I'll, Cause I'll start getting excited and I'm like, hold on, I need to breathe. Like, and <laughs> yeah. I forgot to breathe. Like, God, I should be better at this. Uh, but you know, well. we teach that which we need to learn. Right. Well, we're just, it's reconditioning our bodies, right? So for whatever reason, our bodies are used to holding breath, holding our breath or something for whatever reason. Um, yeah. So it's just about practicing reconditioning it. What's your tip, Bethany? My tip. So one of the biggest things for me was noticing signs that showed up for me. So like it, it, whatever I was, if I was asking for guidance on something or, you know, like, I'm not sure what to do here. Mm. Um, I learned about noticing the signs. So like repeating numbers that would show mm. up or animals that would, I would come across, you know, like, and, and not just like any animal, like obviously if you have a dog or a cat, it's not like that, but it's like, you go outside and, and like, you see a hawk five times. Like one time I saw a, a hawk, like five different hawks in one day. And I was like, okay, wow. there's a message here. Right. Um, or like, if you see like it, it's usually if it's like repetition. So something that's mm -hmm. repeating, right. You see these numbers multiple times, either in one day or like consecutive days, um, feathers, you know, like just stumbling across feathers or them just kind of mm -hmm. landing in your lap, you know, um, or songs that come on and it triggers something in you. Like it has a message or you're thinking about something and then a song comes on and mm -hmm. it has your answer basically. You're like, oh my gosh, I think that was somebody, you know, like me getting the answer I needed. 
Um, it, but you have to be paying attention. You ha- and like, I, I love that we're going up from you being present right in your body because you have to be aware what's happening mm-hmm. in order to, and be present in the moment in order to recognize the signs. So, um, so even something simple, like you have a question, you're not really sure, you know, you're, you're, you're looking for outside guidance, whether that's like from the universe, whoever you connect with angels, guides, whatever it is, your higher self, because you're having trouble actually hearing the message. Um, it's going to show up in a way that is, that they, that is, uh, significant for you personally. So, right. If you really listen to me, you listen to a lot of music, it'll probably show up there. If you're, um, you know, you see you're a numbers person, it'll probably show up in numbers or you just, and you'll just start to notice things. Um, and then you just start looking up what the meanings are, right. And you, and you pick out and you feel into which, um, which message resonates for you, you know, and usually it's like in your gut, like, okay, I can really feel that this that hit me here or in your heart, you know, it's usually like your heart or your gut um, telling you when something is for you or isn't for you. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I think that something to look at is you, I, some cl- of my clients have really tried to force something like, oh, I love turtles. I want to mm. see turtles, but they're like, Aaron, I keep seeing bees. Yeah. All right. Well go with the bee then. Mm-hmm. Because, and I love to, so if you have Oracle cards, animal cut decks, great. Yes. But I also like just did it to actually our listener who will be doing intuitive hits with her, a wasp flew in the room during a reading mm-hmm. and I said, Oh, it's a wasp. She said, Oh, it's a hornet. And I said, doesn't matter what it really literally is. What was the words you thought? What did you yeah. think it was? Right. Because the universe has a way of when I see crows, I think Raven. Yeah. Yeah. So those are what I look up. And so we looked up Hornet and it was this cool, like fertility abundance and da 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 around work. And then she's like, wow, how did you know to say Hornet? I said, you said Hornet. I'm just yeah. affirming <laughs> right. that that's what you thought. Then you should go with that. So exactly. just go with what you sense or feel and mm-hmm. you don't need validation. It's kind of like if you saw a penguin and you thought a polar bear. Yeah. That's all it's trying to do is just get you to it's like, that's all it wants. It's like, oh, yeah. it's yes. trying to get you whatever that reference, box. how it, whichever lane it's going to take you down to get to that answer. I remember um, that this is, happens to me like all the time too. It's like, oh, I was meant to see this thing, but it was really meant to like, it wasn't this thing, right. That I saw it was meant to get me to lead me in that direction. Cause I started, my thought process started moving in this direction mm-hmm. and eventually I got to this thing and then I made that connection. Right. Yeah. So exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause the, right. yeah, the universe is always talking to us. So Totally. I'm just mm-hmm. learning how to listen. And it might be you're feeling the universe, you're seeing things, right? You're smelling, you know, you smell your grandmother's perfume. You, it's yeah. all these different things just to like, you know, I know uh, my husband, my late husband, when he died, sometimes I'll see someone and I'm like, oh, Chris. Mm-hmm. And I've learned, like, oh, what was I thinking in that moment? Why would Chris want me to think of him? Oh yeah. And I might've been like thinking, which is a very chronic thing is, am I fucking up parenting? Am I doing this wrong? Or (laughs) did I make a mistake? Or how do I do this? Right. And And he's showing up to tell you. (laughs) Like either A, you've got this or B, what would I do? Like little things to help me get out of, to guide me. It's all about guidance usually. Yes, exactly. And just know they're the most. Trust it. Yeah. Is a big thing. Totally. And gentle guidance you the universe is the most loving compassionate they don't yes. come at you with they're not gonna a try hammer. to fear yeah and they're not going to try to like fear you into 
something either, right? It's not going to be like super scary or, yeah. you know, that's, that, that's not what it is. It's going to make you feel peaceful and calm and sure. Yeah. All right. So the next tip, and this one I think is a kind of a spectrum, a range. So it's how do you clear out? How do you shift energy? And one way, which I love is saging and you can use, there's all different types of sage in California. We have white sage, like usually anywhere. in Southern to central. And the idea is to burn, you can use incense, you can use Palo Santo, you can just light a freaking match. It's the intention behind, as Bethany said earlier, yeah. is clearing the energy. So mm -hmm. sometimes you might, let's say um, you had a big blowout, you got in a major argument with your partner and mm -hmm. you're like, you could just sage the space because your body, there's muscle memory. First of all, um, smelling is long-term memory. So we will remember mm -hmm. smells mm -hmm. the longest out of all of our senses. Mm, I didn't know So that. sage, yeah, sage can help you when you burn it and you do it in a repetitive way or you repeat it over time, when you smell it, it's going to go, oh wait, that's what I do to calm. So you're mm -hmm. starting to calm your body. Yeah. And conditioning yourself. Exactly. And then mm -hmm. you're saging yourself around your body, you know, any around your head, um, or you, um, can sage space. If your partner in my family, if people are in a mood, mm. you, we have a right to sage you at any time. <laughs> I love it. So I had, it took a little while to get Carl on board. Carl's from Midwest. Uh, we just, uh, the Midwest. And he says shit all the time now that I don't think he ever anticipated saying, <laughs> but if he's, he's probably the moodiest out of all of us. Um, mm. And so we'll look at each other, look at the kids. I'm like, I think daddy needs to be saged. Like, yep. And then we <laughs> sage him. And then the That's kids awesome. all line up to get saged. Oh my God. So sometimes it says that, but we can also look at sometimes we need to really shake off the energy mm -hmm. and you could do it during with a venting. Like I'm so upset, blah, 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 blah. Right. just talking it out. But if you find that it's still in your body, right? Like mm -hmm. you're still pissed about it. I tell clients they need to, and I use the term like chop wood. Yeah. So literally last week, a client did chop wood. He lives on a, you know, a, tons of acreage. <laughs> nice. I mean, move until you're exhausted. Right. Yeah. Get it physically With, out. Yes. And you think like, so if it's say you got fired, mm -hmm. you're like, screw them. Fuck it. I can't believe it. Smash you something. If you can yell it, great. If you can't think it, I will do it like when I do, when I work out. Like if I'm frustrated, I'm like, you know what? That my time. I'm just going to get that energy out. Mm -hmm. And I find that I'll lift weights. I'll do more than I normally do because I'm shifting the energy out of my body. I think yeah. this is an underestimated uh, um, opportunity yeah. to move energy. It could be anger. It could be grief. It could yeah. be depression. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It just has to be something you don't want in your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then, it needs to be released somehow through your yeah. body. <laughs> yeah. You could do it with dance, but sometimes people yeah. don't want to dance. Uh, like ska right. music is really great. Like, you know, that kind of when they, uh, well, I'm a, just so everyone knows, I am a generation X and Bethany is a millennial. So you might notice that <laughs> like, in our. I don't like putting myself in that category. <laughs> okay. Well, she's freaking 11 years younger than me. So whatever all you right. want to call that. When I said ska, you looked at me like ska. Well, I was just thinking ska in terms of like uh, moving stuff through your body. I don't know. That's why I just, but for me, that's like more chill. Is? Yeah, I do. 
To me, that's okay. more chill, I guess. Okay. I was thinking like heavy metal, anything that's like extreme music, like, gah, gah, gah. right. Or, or just like a lot jump. of bass or like, yeah, yes. that too. Like a lot of bass, I guess. Yeah. So it could be, if you play an instrument, let's say you play the drums or you play the piano, bang it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you, the key is to really move it mm-hmm. to where you're exhausted. And yeah. then you could do the deep breathing and you could relax and be like, okay, what is the information I want to gather? What is right. it I need to Your know? head will be so much more clear. Definitely. If you're, if you're like, you know, the emotion yeah. tends to cloud our mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, in coaching, when I was training, the, we, we called it anger on purpose and sadness on purpose. So they like mm. gave us ways that you can get your anger and your sadness out, like evoke it on purpose, right? To be intentional about it because you know that it needs to come out, but it's difficult for you to access it, right? Um, sometimes. And so it's like watching a sad movie that makes you cry, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And then like um, suggestions like working out or punching a pillow or, you know, something like yeah. that. <laughs> I did a, I, I will always endorse this. I did Hoffman process, mm. which is both on the East and West coast. And one of the activities is they, there's this batting where you bat out the feelings mm-hmm. and I hated it. Cause I always felt like an idiot. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I sit back to this big pillow and I was like, um, I look like a dumbass. And mm-hmm. I, and my coach would be like, all right, we're going to be doing that today. And, and it's like a seven day retreat. And I was like, are you kidding me? I hate this. And he's like, take yeah. that energy, Aaron, and bat it out. And I was just like, but what I realized is I had some chronic, especially like the death of my husband, mm-hmm. some things that I didn't know were stuck in my body. Mm. And I really got to get it out. Yeah. And there is such a depth of healing. Yeah that comes in. Sometimes I naturally want to move my energy when I'm pissed. I forget to do it when I'm hurt or sad. Mm, So that was a reminder, like, you know, you still need to get out the sadness. Mm -hmm. Totally. All right. What's yours? So, um, I love creating altars in my home and, Mm. um, it's being really intentional about where I put things. And I generally am really intuitively guided. So I don't even really understand what I'm doing. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, this needs to go here. And that needs to go there, whatever. But, um, if you want, if you need like a structure around it, I suggest, uh, representing the four elements for one, it's like bringing earth stuff into your home. So it helps you feel more grounded and connected to earth. Um, so that's air, fire, water, earth. Uh, you can have candles for fire, um, for air, you can have like feathers or bells chimes um water you can have uh like um sprays you know like um that have a specific meaning or just like a bowl of water um Mm. just water like uh flowers and water um Mm. and then for earth like crystals or rocks or um plants too but um the purpose of it is like i said to create an altar it's like it has a specific meaning so when you go there you you evoke a feeling you evoke um Uh, like, again, you're conditioning yourself to think, to be in this space. So one could be like, you have an abundance altar or a love altar, or, um, you know, you have so many different choices or like, uh, ones where you're, um, honoring your past loved ones. Um, what are some other ones? There's like some feng shui stuff we were talking about recently. Um, Um, yeah, like the Bagua is one type of yeah. feng shui that I'm learning about, mm-hmm. but I think it's, it's, it, the idea is the altar should f- 
from what I understand, let me know what you think, Bethany, mm-hmm. is it should represent the feeling you're trying to call out yes. and the intention. Right. So I will, like my current um, altar mm-hmm. has a lot of crystals, but it's around creating abundance inside of letting stuff go. Because I'm taking a class about letting things go and really creating from empty space, which is yeah. a very feng shui kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's clutter, like get shit out. Yeah. So when I look at it, I see hope and excitement mm-hmm. and, and uh, detach. Yes. Um, but when I've done love altars, oh, hell, I have made those look so, like, hearty, girly, romantic. Yeah. Like, they're super- exactly. Right. It's going to be dependent upon, and it can change often, too, like, with whatever you're focusing on. Um, so for me, I always put cards up, you know, if I'm doing, like, I generally have guidance for myself each moon phase, so I'll pull cards, and, and it it's helpful to have words. Um, you can get really, de- like, basically you want to tap into your five senses. It, it, like you can use that also as a guide um, to evoke that feeling within you. So you want to have something that smells good, that looks good, that feels good, that maybe tastes good. I don't know. <laughs> chocolate or something, you know, like so I, I did a ritual one time where I did, I was like, I had like cherries and chocolates. I was trying to evoke that very sensual, like kind of, um, I don't know, rich, uh, yeah feeling within myself, you know? Um, so yeah. And I think that's, and it could be super teeny. Like I yeah. have, um, cause I'm learning feng shui in my kitchen is where love and marriage lies, mm. which, so before it was in my living room. So I have a rose quartz. So everyone knows rose quartz usually is heart centered. Yeah. I have actually a sign that says love. Mm-hmm. And then I have behind it cause in the kitchen, I have a a platter that my grandmother gave me and my grandmother Mm -hmm. had six boys. Like it was very much married for like 60 years. Uh So I created these things, pulled them together because when I look at them, it makes me think of love and marriage. When Carl looks at them, he knows the rose quartz and he sees love. So I wanted something a little bit literal for him. Right. Right. (laughs) But something that had a lot of meaning. So I'm like, Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Now, I have a lot of freaking other places to do it, but it's something that fits in the kitchen. Yeah. So, and if you suck at that, which I do, I've just paid attention or asked people, how do you do that? I'm no decorator. So yeah, I sometimes need guidance. Yeah. But but I, yeah. I was going to say that I suggest just doing it intuitively, you know, like whatever feels mm-hmm. right for you. Oh, fuck <laughs> intuition. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, but yeah, sometimes if it's, if it's something where it's like a, a something that's not going to change often for sure, like getting yeah. the, getting the ideas from somebody else, if you're having trouble, um, Where's I your altar? so I have, so I am on the top floor of our town home. Um, and when you walk up, it's the master bedroom. So when you walk up, there's like the, this space that has like cabinets underneath it. Right. So mm-hmm. then there's like some, you can put stuff on top. Yeah. But my biggest altar is there. So it has like, that's where I do the pictures of my cards for Instagram. Most of my crystals are there. Then I have another table next to my bed. That's kind of like long and narrow. And I like, it's basically an altar that doesn't change. So there's candles, there's some crystals, um, on that one. And then like on my desk, I have like an altar. Um, I don't know. There's like the little ones everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. That's okay. That's because I have it in my workspace, like in my den, Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll create little ones sometimes and then I take them down. Yeah. Like I Most want Carl to be more romantic. So I put one under the, his side of the bed. I don't know if he knows go. this. 
<laughs> Did it work? I, my mom found this Japanese <laughs> sign that's about love and romance too, and she knew that I was calling in a partner. And mm-hmm. I put it on bed with a rose quartz. And so mm-hmm. when we moved, he was like, what the fuck is under the on my side of the bed? And I was like, oh, well, I thought you need to be more romantic. And he's like, did it work? Yeah, it did. <laughs> he became a lot sweeter. Nice. You know, I, I, I love it. You know, yeah. CIA right. of <laughs> right now in my altar, I just got some new crystals. So I was charging them in a crystal charging grid on my altar. Okay. Yeah. All right. She'll talk about that later. That's actually mm-hmm. a really good co- technique. Yes. All right. You want me to tell you the next one? Yeah. Mine? All right. Um, I, oh shit, I wrote, okay, so I also, another thing to do is to, um, when you have emotions, when you have emotions, like, this is to kind of build on the venting, but let's say you, okay, people think when they feel something in their body, mm-hmm. they go, ooh, something's wrong here. And so what I would like to do is it's not something wrong, right? Like when I feel tension in my neck, I I mean, let's be honest. I'll think, oh shit, did I do something? Da, da, da. Like right now I I pulled a rib. I'll be going to my chiropractor. But instead of going, something's wrong, I listen to my body to say, oh wait, what's the message? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you walk in a room and your tummy just, you know, goes "Eh," in a twist, it's like, okay. Cause it's like, oh, what's wrong? Like, hey, what's the message? Yeah. And I think this is my own interpretation. I don't know what you, I'd love to know what you think, Bethany, but I think mm-hmm. sometimes you think of, oh, I got butterflies. Oh, that's like, it gets certain positives get reinforced in our society. Like, yes. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I, I looked at them. We had eye contact. Oh, that felt good. I got lightheaded. Mm-hmm. But we forget that also what we think is negative is actually like a warning sign. Our body's like, Hey, hold on. Mm-hmm. this is telling you to like, so I know, um, when I get, okay. So Carl is watching some show. I can't remember, but it's like a Viking show. Mm-hmm. And I walked into the bedroom to fold stuff. And so I couldn't, like, I was trying to get the task done and I look over and I'm watching folding. And then there was some part where it was just really dehumanizing to someone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need you to stop. And yeah. my stomach, I get, I, I get nauseous. Yeah. Um, and he pauses it and he's like, what? And I'm like, I just can't watch it. And he's looking at me and, and he knows like, I have like two, three loads of laundry I'm folding. And I told him, don't worry, I'll handle it. I'll fold the laundry. You just relax. And I'm like, either a, can you watch another show or we could just chat? And he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, my tummy just twisted in a knot and I think I'm going to vomit. Yeah. That's an indicator that I, this is too sensitive for me. Mm-hmm. But I, and my newest one is where I hear a buzzing sound when I say mm-hmm. something and I'm not sure I'm, I'm hitting it right. I give it me and then I hear it in my ear and I go, mm-hmm. I heard a buzzing sound. So I'm just going to go with this. It's like when I question to share gotcha. something. Okay. So it's so, kind of like your confirmation from totally spirit. So, yeah, exactly. So I, awesome. I encourage people to just keep, so I have a client who she stubs her toe. Mm. I mean, slow down. Yes. Yeah. Like what were you thinking about when you hurt yourself just now? I always, I try to do that now too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get like, I sometimes will walk upstairs, like we'll feel wobbly. Like, oh my God, I get fear that I'm going to fall. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's because I'm in my head. I'm not yeah. being present to walk. Right. You're not grounded in your body. <laughs> totally. So totally. it's just like this warning. Yeah. Do you have anything for you that you use that as a guidance system? So for me, it's been tricky because like I early on conditioned myself to 
like, I don't know, like, it's almost like the opposite for me. Like, sometimes, like, what is scary is actually something, like, I almost associate um, the opposite, right? So, like, if it feels good and excited, I, that makes me feel nervous. And then like, I want to shy away from it. Does that make sense? Like it's, mm-hmm. I think that's a warning. Like I conditioned myself to believe that it wasn't okay to feel good, to do what I wanted that made me feel good. So I like have always like had to like deconstruct my feelings even more so because I'm like, wait a minute, like this is me feeling good. So shouldn't I want to do that? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's to help people. Or are you validating what they might be doing? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like sometimes you have so trauma, or like it for you. So if you feel, it's good, not always, not okay. always, but there are some things like in relationships, like comfort, like oh. you know what I'm saying. So like if I feel comfortable with somebody, that scares oh, me. Yeah. you know, because I'm like, oh, that means that there's going to be something wrong with it because I've ex- what I've experienced over like many years is that it gets taken away from me or, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't last that kind of thing. Yeah. I could see that look with dating. What I've seen with my clients is they're comfortable being in a certain relationship that actually doesn't serve them mm-hmm. or is limiting. Cause it's based on like a trauma, right? Like, yes, so I'm exactly. in a relationship with someone who's flaky, mm-hmm. doesn't tell the truth, but it's comfortable. So, cause I'm mm-hmm. like leaning into it. It's like, Oh, that's comfortable. Wait, hold on. Let me do a reality check. Is this someone right. that Yes. I want someone to tell me the truth. Okay. So you do it like that. Okay. That's mm-hmm. a really good thing for trauma to check for reality of, yes, is this serving my highest self? Because I have a tendency to lean into things that I know don't serve me what I'm exactly. creating in my life. Okay. Yes. Thank you for putting it, <laughs> putting it into I words. It. I, I like, like roundabout tried to explain it. I don't know. <laughs> no, when you said it, I was like, is, is this supposed to confuse people or help people? But it's, I also know. Because I'm confused because it's confusing. Like that's where sometimes the signals that I get from my body are confusing, right? So I really have to dive deep into like, make sure I'm really clear about what it's trying to tell me. Yeah. And I think you may have pointed out something. I know I had very limited trauma as a child. Mm. So I had m- more when I grew up, you know, I think when my husband died, but having trauma as adult, mm-hmm. that's not built on trauma as a child gives you, I had more tools right to move through it exactly. where I think when you being someone that had a lot more trauma as a child, yeah. you have to consistently delineate an adult conversation experience compared to a child. People yeah. think that we're all adults. Really? We're like five-year-olds running little children show. running in, in exactly adult bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that you're really pointing out something that's very helpful to a lot of people. It's like, wait a minute, is trauma running the show here or is this actually your highest self and sometimes you have to stop and check in is the warning yeah is it a warning from your higher self or is it your Mm -hmm. just your little child being scared you know yeah yeah got it you're brilliant oh my god i don't feel like that sometimes (laughs) but thank you (laughs) all right what's the what's your last tip my last tip okay so Following the moon phases, I love this one because it gives another, it's an outside structure that you can use. So I really thrive on using outside structures that kind of make sense to me um, because I, I sometimes can't create my own. So following the moon phases, right? So just looking up the basics, what does a full moon represent? What does a new mm-hmm. moon represent? And then noticing how your body responds or like what's happening within your body or your, you know, emotionally, physically during each phase, right? And at first it's just like a noticing, maybe journaling, like, during the full moon, I tend to feel really exhausted or, you know what I'm saying? Or I want to be more active. Um, during the new moon, I get, for me personally, I've noticed I get headaches during new moons now. Um, it's been really consistent almost 
months, like for the last few months. Um, you know, so just noticing and, and then going deeper, like going off of what you just said is like, what are these signals trying to tell you? Right. Mm -hmm. Is it, do you need something like, is your, your mm -hmm. physical body needs something? Are you dehydrated? Do you need more sleep? You know, um, something that is it a medical something you need to take care of, or is it just your body reacting to astrological changes? And then you can kind of realize, okay, maybe I'm more sensitive than I thought I was, right? Maybe I'm picking up on some collective energy that might be helpful for me in understanding myself or other people or what everyone else is experiencing on the outside. Um, and even then too, like any astrological energy, whatever sign we're going into, if you notice like your, <clears throat> your mood is different from like one day to the next. And then you happen to hear like, Oh, mm. we just turned into Virgo season, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. and you'd be like, Oh, maybe that makes more sense why I'm acting this way. Right. Or I'm feeling mm. feel I have the urge to do this thing. Um, for me, that's been really helpful to learn about those things, the moon phases, and then like at the astrological signs. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think, and just so everyone knows, um, Bethany's going to take us through on another episode on the moon phases because mm -hmm. it is so powerful. And I feel like I haven't even tapped into it as much as I could because I just probably do like new moon and full moon. But what I love about moon, I talked to one time I went to this party for a sheriff. And so she had tons of people. So I have this mm -hmm. table with like eight sheriffs. And I'm like, okay, I have a question for you. And, like, <laughs> what? and I'm like, full moon. Do you, what's your, do you have any say on a full moon when you're working? And they're like, oh, I yeah. hate working on a full moon. See? And they were like, shit goes down. And then I asked my cousin's husband and he was, he would do undercover work mm -hmm. in LA. And he was like, oh, people are crazy on full moons. Yeah. And I was like, so valid. Like, oh my gosh, it's like totally fits my it's little. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> if you just pay attention, right. You have to like notice and, and, yeah. um, yeah. First notice for yourself. And then you can notice about everyone else. Like kids too. Kids get really super emotional. I've noticed that too. Like anytime <laughs> I'm talking to like pair other parents or whatever. And then like, they sometimes remind me, sometimes I'm just like, Oh my God, what's wrong with you Kingston? Like, why are you so emotional? You know? And then like, Oh, it's a full moon. That's right. Like it, it allows you to have a little bit more compassion, I guess. If you could like blame it on an outside source. <laughs> And sometimes what it feels like, you feel like you've been like hijacked by something. Yes. Like, what the hell? Ugh. I was feeling so good. There's, and I tell people, clients, I sometimes will start off. They're like, Aaron, I need a session. Right. And I'll be talking to them. I'm like, Hey, just so you know, there is this going on or is there right. like, Oh, so it's this not just me. Event. Yeah. Yeah. Mercury retrograde, you know, everyone, that's yeah. another big one. Cause it's like, some are more potent than others. Right. Cause we see totally. it affects um, the majority of people. Mm -hmm. Then there are some that are more subtle, but um, yeah. yeah, I was going to say something and I forgot. I'm sure. It was going to be brilliant. Well, it'll, it'll come back. If it it is. Move on. <laughs> just go. <laughs> <laughs> no time okay. to move on. That's how I handle my life. You're right. You're in there in your, you're out, you're out. Then let's go. <laughs> so the next, so the tool I'd love for my um, tool that I brought to the table today is your body and using it as a pendulum. Ooh. And so, uh, when you, uh, when you, Okay, I thought Bethany wanted to know the time, so I tried no, to I show her the time. I heard something. No, I heard. No, I can look on my computer for a clock. Ah, I heard something. That was <laughs> your, your stupid. That was your stupid, Aaron. No, <laughs> the, the reason I looked behind me is because I heard something. And I didn't know where it was coming from. I didn't know if it was like my cat. And I have oh. headphones on too, so I don't know. I just 
feel crazy where I hear noises and I'm like, what was that? <laughs> and then I get to watch Bethany looking around and I'm thinking, she's looking for a clock here. I'm going to help her. Um, and that Thanks, was not helpful because duh, it's I thought computer. you were telling me we need to wrap it up. <laughs> no, I know not to do that. Just so you know, one thing that doesn't work with Bethany is showing her a sign of like, wrap it up because then she goes into whole like, uh, slows it down. Yeah. <laughs> She even told me, don't tell me to wrap it up when we jump on. I'm like, I will never do that again. I don't think you're stupid. It was just funny. (laughs) I think you were trying to tell me we have this much time left. And I was like, no, I was like, oh, do you need to know the time? Okay. My tool, which is clearly not giving time indications across uh, remotely, is your body. So if you can, anyone that's listening, you could do this now or save, save it. But when you want to, like using your body as a guidance system, especially around anything in the physical world, but it could be anything, but this is a nice place to start. So let's say you're like, I don't know if I really want to have some chocolate. Does that serve me? What you can do is you can grab the chocolate that you're considering eating and you put it in your hand and you place it between your um, belly button and like your rib cage Mm -hmm. and you play closer to the belly button if possible. And then you stand up. You spread your legs off out about shoulder length and you relax your knees and you kind of just like loosen up a little bit. And then you say to your body, does this serve me? Does this chocolate serve me? And just take a deep breath and your body within a few tries will normally just naturally do this. It'll lean forward. It'll lean back once in a while. It'll go side to side and forward means yes. Back means no. Mm. side to side means like maybe come back Mm -hmm. again try it again um and i've had clients where i make like dating like that don't trust themselves like should i go on a date i was just gonna ask this because i was like how do you do it if you don't have the actual object (laughs) then you write it down a word i even just like say it in my hand like i whisper let's say fred should i go on a date Mm -hmm. with fred and i just Mm -hmm. lots of people like little physical Right on piece of paper. Right. But if you don't remember, or if you're, it's on your phone, his app, right? Like, uh, oh, yeah, like picture, his picture his number, or something. Okay. Just put it near your tummy. Vagina. <laughs> yeah, right near your vagina. No, <laughs> some people. You know, men aren't doing this. <laughs> yeah. They're like, but that's a yes. We'll just put it near your. His, and then you his... say, does it serve me to go on a date with Fred? Right? Sorry. And okay. serve me. What? What? say his penis tells him <laughs> yeah i know right like, anyways like, okay, i can tell you yeah <laughs> um and then you say does this serve me and you relax i just did this with a group of teens oh. um i hired to do and i was telling them like ask and they started with water then they started with like just went in the kitchen and they started with different foods playing nice. with it yeah and seeing and i said sometimes like oh so this will serve me forever i'm like no you could check in tomorrow you know, um, because well, so, it can change, right? Like the energy can change day to day, totally. I mean, minute to minute, hour you to hour. Dehydrated, and then yeah. tomorrow you're like, no, I don't really need water. I right. just need a love. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> so using your body as a pendulum, using your body as a yes or no. Yeah, so that, I love that. I yeah. forget about that one. I've I I learned about that last year sometime, and I've used it a couple of times. But thank you for that reminder. It's a really good one to do with kids too. Yeah, like, right. Oh, try that. Cause I think what we're trying to do is, um, impart trusting themselves. So it's one way yes, they can learn yes. to trust them. Absolutely. Okay. And that's so needed. And I just wanted to point out that I realized that there have been a couple of times that Aaron has frozen for a second. I don't know. Oh. 
you probably haven't seen it. Have I frozen at all? I don't no. know. Anyways, just let it, just wanted to say that I know. So if I we sound like, it was like, dang it, I know that. All right. It's fine. It only happened a few times and it wasn't too bad. Like we still heard everything you said. Okay, perfect. Okay, what's <laughs> okay. your tool? Okay, so my tool, and I like to use crystals. Like you don't have to, you can use whatever you have in your home. So maybe it's like different flowers or different, but the, the, the key thing is you have, it's noticing the difference between energies, right? So you crystals like two different crystals you want if you're using flowers it's two different types of flowers um or plants something like that um ideally something living right um mm. so like a crystal technically is like part of the earth it's it's got its own vibration so i use crystals because they're very powerful in their vibration um and holding it so first you want to do it like start with one so you hold that one and you kind of sit i mean you can stand you don't have to be sitting um but met, kind of meditate on the energy of it. What does it feel like? And then write out the words. What does it feel like? What, um, maybe it has like an aura color to it, right? Um, or a texture. Uh, but just any words, like descriptive words of that, right? And then kind of noticing um, like the feeling of it too. Like, so first you're going to like get to know that energy of that one. And then you'll kind of like give yourself time in between doing, like if you're comparing two, I would start with two and then um, kind of like do a little bit of cleansing for yourself. Maybe it's saging so that you're not, you know, the, the energy of that one's still not there. And then do the same thing with the next one and write down, like just noticing the colors, the textures, the, um, the words, the descriptive words or feelings that you're getting from it. And um, it's really just practice in um, listening to your intuition, right? And then also noticing like the subtle vibrations of different types of um, things, crystals, flowers, you know, and then eventually you can start doing that with people, right? Now I'm saying like, hold a person and meditate. And like, <laughs> but when they come into your space, then you'll have be practiced in um, recognizing the difference of energy of people, right? Instead of it all being kind of muddled into one thing. Yeah. No, I think, and play with something. Sometimes you could start with something very emotional, like mm -hmm. maybe your grandfather left you his wristwatch. Yeah. So you're holding that. And I, like, during this feng shui class that I'm taking and clutter clearing, sometimes they're like, when you're ambivalent and you can't tell if it's your head or your heart mm -hmm. or your higher self, yeah, hold it and say, does this serve me? And right. if you get lit up in any good way that you identify as good, then hold it. If you're yeah. like, oh, I feel guilty. It's yeah. this glass bowl. I never use it. Uh, then get, get rid of yeah, it because. Exactly. You don't yeah, want that energy what, in your house, right? Like that it's hold, it's obviously holding that vibration. Every time you think about that one thing or hold it, it's holding that energy. So why do you want that in your house? <laughs> you know? I know, Carl and I just got rid of like, so when I was married to my late husband, we had a roll top desk. Okay. Was like, this is an antique. And I was like, yeah. I like it. And then as we, I've moved it now, four different houses and Carl looked at me and he goes, I'm going to be honest, this is not a functional desk. And mm. you and I, between the two of us, we have four kids. I went yeah. to to three I mean <laughs> is how do you like we need more functional stuff so I think that I just sat with it and I was like you know I'm okay I'm ready to get rid of it yeah and and yeah however that looks like so I think that's just something I had guilt around it but then I was mm -hmm. like when I could release it and just be like you know what I'd rather okay. have space than a roll top desk yeah or yeah or guilt <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right i actually just kept guilt. sticking bills in it well there like, you it, go it, See, it, that it is exactly yeah. why then it, it felt guilty 
paid this bill yet. I know. Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. So we hope that these were helpful for you. Um, if you use them, let us know how it goes for you. And uh, stay tuned for our next, for our intuitive hits today. We're going to have one of our listeners, Lauren, on, and we're going to do a mini reading for her. Um, and then if you want to connect with Erin, you can find her at erinpruitt.com or on Instagram at the real Erin Pruitt. And then for me, it's empoweringauthenticity.com or um, Instagram, empoweringauthenticity. So thank Bye. you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.